You sound great. Actually, you sound very uh, clear. Thank you. Did you um, dye your hair? No, I just no. I don't know. I've been I've been rocking this shea butter shampoo, uh, and I went through like a rough patch with it, and then we kind of got over the hump of my hair being weird, and now it's just like kind of soft, and like no, the texture is just not as crazy. Hmm. Teresa and I have been yeah. using. We realized recently, like you know, we've been shampooing the normal amount, but we've yeah. been we've we're on the same bottle of shampoo for like months now, um, which is great. Like cost, like Costco size or or like a normal. No, it's like a normal target. size shampoo bottle. It's not huh. Target. My friend uh, Clay, who works for P and G, you know, the company that makes shampoo, told yeah, me totally. that I should watch out for sulfites in uh, in shampoo that dries out your hair. Yes, so we got, that's. We got it. He's a scientist. Oh, you got the, you got the, so now you're sulfate free. That's right. That's what you got to do. That's what I'm on to. It's that's called, it's called to. black vanilla. That's the, oh my God. That's the flavor. You look that's so, amazing. I could tell like that you worked from home today. Like you look so well rested. Thank you so much. It was such a good day. Oh my God. I woke up at 730. So I slept in, went and got coffee Picked up some dryer sheets from Walgreens. Yeah. I come I come back. It's like it's like eight thirty. So like the workday hasn't even started yet. I throw in two loads of laundry. I come back up, I enjoy my breakfast, and I like get to work. Took a generous lunch break. Mm-hmm. I mean, got my work done, got all my laundry done, and yeah, I didn't stress at all. That sounds <sighs> like the perfect work day. It was. I would love to do that, like, like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday deal, and just mm-hmm. like go to the office Tuesday, Thursday. I just think I I'm more productive alone. Like, the open office setting is fun because people are friendly, but it's so hard to get work done when you're friendly. Mm-hmm. Do you have that at your work, or are you like kind of isolated? That's not my that's not my style at all. I'm like almost the opposite. Like, if I'm sitting alone, I'm going to get lost in my thoughts or I'm going to get lost in doing stuff. Uh, or yeah. In, you know, doing stuff that isn't work. But when I'm with other people and, like, we're all chatting, we're all talking about work, we're all doing work together, then, like, I can get shit done. Yeah, I I need to be focused or I'm not going to focus. Oh, I buzzed. I'm going to ruin this whole podcast with my buzzing. I know. I put mine on airplane, you I'll go bastard. Airplane. People, people will understand. Yeah. But no, I uh, I need to be like in silence and zone out in order to be like my most productive version of myself. That's interesting. I need yeah. I, I need sound. I'm like the kind of person who I'm listening to music. I'm talking to people. Like I need I need interaction. You know. Yeah. In order to feel like I'm I'm working well, and I guess I don't know. Maybe that makes me an extrovert. It's I don't like playing that game. Introvert extrovert. Oh, I'm I feel pretty strongly that I'm an introvert. I don't... Yep. Bless you. Thank you. I mean, only in the sense that, like, if I over-socialize, which I have recently done, um, I am just... I am useless. 
I can't really form sentences anymore. My my brain hurts. Like I I need to like not give or receive attention for like a while in right. order to feel like okay, like I can form sentences again. I just know? I ride the line because it's like if I have a ton of social socializing, yeah, I get wiped. But if I'm home for you know by myself, I can go a day. But on day two, like, I start kind of being, like, delirious, and I get, like, into this dark, dark place where it's, like, I need to, I need to see people. Yeah, it's, it's about the balance is really, like, I think when it, like, lays them out, that balance. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, healthy balance. Of, healthy balance of, of socializing and, and, uh, isolation, I think. So, you, th- how long would you last alone in your apartment? without leaving do i have uh my phone or am i completely (laughs) cut off from like talking to people uh yeah you're you're cut off this is like if you're like you know not on a desert island though you're in chicago still but like you are in your apartment right (laughs) i mean really i feel like i could probably make it like three or four days before i really lost my mind um but with that said, like, I would have to have things I'd be able to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I would want to be, like, cooking something or working on something. Because if, like, I'm being productive by myself, I'm actually pretty happy. <laughs> like, sure. I'll just, like, kind of keep on going. Um, I knit a whole hat on Saturday. Cause I no was, way. I said, yeah, it was, yeah, I just, I threw on the, the flicks, watched a few docs, and I just, I just knit a hat. That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't know Thank you yeah. could knit. I loom knit, so it's like cheap knitting, but it's takes a lot of time, and it's fun. I mean, but I, I, but I don't loom knit, so I'm impressed. Yeah, thank you. I also you. don't know what it means, so I'm I'm doubly I'm, impressed. I'm gonna show you. I know that people can't see, but it's like these things. Uh huh. It looks like some kind of uh, like sexual like contraception. Hooks. Yeah, it it's a little funky looking, but basically. There's different sizes of these round looms, and then you just manipulate the yarn in such a way that a pattern emerges. I don't know if I could have said that any nerdier. <laughs> you manipulate the yarn, and then a pattern will emerge. Yeah, Ugh. it doesn't help what that is... your glasses are taped up in the center. I mean, that really uh, it doesn't. And my suspenders. Yeah, it doesn't help. I love suspenders. Don't knock suspenders. They make, I listened to uh, an episode of Freakonomics once. I think it was the first time I ever tried that podcast. And they talked about how belts are stupid and suspenders make sense. And, like, they really do. And I respect the spender, suspenders game hard. Okay, obviously rough segue but the reason i asked about whether you could stay in your apartment for so long is because that's like the, that's the documentary wow oh come no, on I'm, no you no, saw no, no. That i coming. think it, no i know i think you did a nice job it was like but it was like choppy maybe not rough well i just kind of kept talking that's that, fine. it's your fault it's we'll fine. edit we'll edit no that. that's true so no everything i just gave you was great material yeah and it we'll, stay. we'll we'll cut and paste we'll throw it into another episode later Oh, yeah, we should do a whole episode just piece together of stuff. Perfect. Um, yeah, okay, so this week we watched The Wolf Pack. Rawr. And it is about, uh, I'm going to do the math, nine people. Yeah, nine people who lived in this new, they live in this New York apartment, and it is the parents and their seven kids. 
And um, because of kind of the father's philosophies, which we'll get into more later, um, this family has slowly become kind of cut off from the outside world. And now that these kids, their only reference point for life are movies that they all watch together, reenact together, and uh, write scripts about together. Yeah. Um, and that's it. They're their only friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> but I mean, like, they only have themselves. Them. No, like, they seem to get along well and enjoy each other's company. Like, I'd say as far as, like, siblings go, they seem very, like, good. Right. But, I mean, you just know. just so we're clear, if you if you haven't watched the documentary or you're not going to watch the documentary, they stay in the apartment, right? There's a lock on the door. They they can't, oh, yeah. leave. they can't leave the apartment. So it's not like they grew up together, ha, 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 small apartment living. No, like, small apartment yeah. living and they never leave. Yeah, there there was kind of this transition into it. Um, I don't think they were particularly social ever, but it was like one year we only went out nine times, mm-hmm. and then the next year it was three times, and then it was none times, and yeah. we haven't been out since. And I'm like, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> like, coincidentally, none times is the name of a sitcom I'm writing about nuns. Yes. Uh, they they dance a lot. It's fun. Um, this documentary. For me, what I, so I, I didn't, you know, Emily picked it, didn't know it was going to be Conan. It uh, rode the line between so many different genres where there mm-hmm. were times, there were times where it was like kind of horror thriller and there were times where it was like kind of coming of age story, comedy, uh, even a little bit of like romance in there. Um, there was a lot of stuff happening where if you weren't, it, this was one where I, I watched it first at work, like in the side. And I couldn't. I couldn't follow what was happening because it's constantly shifting. Yeah, and they don't necessarily do a great job of distinguishing between the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't really caption who's talking very much. So it's really kind of difficult to follow, like, who's explaining what their experience was or whatever, other than when it's the mom. Right. But like otherwise, it's like I don't. I don't know one brother from the other. You know. Right. And I mean, they all. They are. They're brothers. They all look. Pretty similar. Very similar. Oh yeah, the long hair thing. So, mm-hmm. so the th- the deal with why there's so many kids. We should explain this part. Go so for it. the father was is particularly into Hare Krishna, and apparently the god of that religion has ten kids with each of his wives. So this dad was really into having ten kids. Well. The mom could only pop out seven. Only only seems like a fucked up word there. <laughs> but, oh, really? I was um, thinking, like, what a waste of a wife. Like, now you got to start over with a new one. Exactly. I wonder if that's, like, that'd be crazy. No, it's not. What if not. he has, like, a weird side life? That'd be so cool. Wolfpack um, 2. Wolfpack 2. Um, but anyway, so, yes, yeah, so they had seven kids. They all have uh, names that are uh, from Sanskrit and none of them have ever cut their hair. So just a lot of straight, long, black hair everywhere. So they all look identical, pretty much. Basically. Yeah. So that's the deal. So, with, so what, y- what I was saying, like, with the genres, though, right? It, yeah. Um, one of the things that ends up happening is you start to... you For me, anyway, I really was like struggling with the levels at which this was like an abusive relationship they had with yeah. not only the dad but like with the apartment and with the living you know and to what yeah. I said they were they were better off for it or like you know they had a positive experience all the stuff with the movies for example 
that that was so fun. Like I I like I could see loving growing up like that, um, and watching yeah. movies and reenacting movies, and they got way into them. Um, they and, built some cool props. Yeah, um, like the at one point one of the brothers is showing off his Batman costume, and like from ten feet away, you would look at this Batman costume and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's like a pretty cheap party city Batman costume. But no, he made the whole thing out of like cereal boxes and duct tape. And a yoga like mat. Oh yeah, exactly. That's what and it was. a yoga mat. Like, I, yeah. No, and I and I kind of wondered, because they definitely got into making a lot of um, props and sets for, for filming movies. And I was like, where do they get all this stuff to yeah. make all of this stuff? Because like, like, how many yoga mats did you have just, like, lying about to make however many Batman movies you've all made? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't understand where they were getting Any all of it. their stuff. But maybe... Because I don't feel like they had, like, internet. You know, I'm no. like, sure, well, maybe, maybe they the Amazon. Movie, at one point in the movie, the kid was like, I just learned that Google is a word. Oh, yeah, because they were using a typewriter to type those scripts, too. Yeah. So, yeah, technologically very behind. So it's like... You know, they couldn't, they weren't going on YouTube to look up how to, like, make a cosplay outfit of whatever. Like, no. this well, is that, just them. Oh, that's, uh, a great follow-up to this movie would be, like, people planning great days for these boys. Because that'd be a great day. It would be, like, <laughs> take them to Comic-Con. They would love that. Oh, hell yeah. They'd get, they would enjoy the hell out of that. <gasps> but I loved that, I love that they were still curious. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you were to put me in a room with one of those brothers, I don't know that he would, like, scream, like, homeschooled child. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they seemed very well-mannered, very well-spoken, I'm polite. sure I've said this to you before, but, like, I, I always feel like I have a knack for being able to tell homeschooled children and being able to tell only children. Like, there's always something, like, a little bit off little, about a homeschooled right? kid. Like, they don't yeah. quite know how to interact with you. And maybe I would have been able to pick that up with these kids. But I was also, like, super impressed with how much they were able to pick up from just, like, movies. Just, like, how the world works and, like, how interaction happens. Yeah, totally. And I think the one positive side, and I don't know that they showed it as much, but, like, the cool aspect of being homeschooled is that their mom did teach them, like, a lot of stuff. Like, I liked watching them all, like, in the kitchen, like, preparing dinner together and taste Mm -hmm. this. Does this taste okay? Like... It's fun. Like, they were still, like, taught how to live in your home and, like, you know, survive. Yeah. Which is I mean, I don't want to make it sound too positive uh, because, first of all, I think think homeschooling (laughs) is a horrible idea in general. And second of all, I think kidnapping your family and locking them in an apartment is um, probably a little bit worse than homeschooling, but not much. Um, I think homeschooling is the worst. Yeah. Well... So I think we should kind of talk about the dad. What were your like? He's not he's not super visible. He's not no. super present, but he is a very big force, as you can tell in the way that they talk uh, in uh, that family. Hold on, I'm gonna look up the director's name again. Crystal Marcel. I want to say Moselle. Crystal Moselle. Like, yeah. Very smart move to like have the dad talked about a ton, but not see him a ton. Um, you know, it's like kind of that effect of the the knife in Psycho, where like you see all the effects of it without actually seeing the like the monster itself. Exactly. Um, was really interesting. But then I thought, once he was shown, 
he was kind of shown in such a po- like not positive but such a neutral way um that it was kind of weird you know what i mean like not i'm not saying like i wanted to watch him abuse people like that's yeah. not what i'm saying at all but like it, he didn't seem like a monster well he was also i might be wrong but i feel as though anytime that he was on camera i think he was drunk yeah I, he was so definitely i'm just saying like Oh, God, yeah, they were like, oh, like, he hasn't emerged from his room, like, he must still be drinking wine or something, or, like, I think Dad had a lot of wine. Yeah. He's probably drunk again, and at one point, they do, like, help him stumble down the hall and into his room. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, cool. Yeah. Cool. You're that dad. Yep, he is. But, yeah, he was, um, definitely had, like, a mental hold on all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool to watch them figure out little by little how to, like, rebel, you know? Yeah. Well, so there's the one kid, right, who, uh, I wish we knew their names, but the, and even if I knew their names, like, they, all of them look so similar. Um, yeah. There's the one, there's the one brother who, uh, is the first one to realize, like, oh, we can leave, right? Yeah. Which was such an amazing story to hear because you... You know, every once in a while, I read about these horrific things where someone's kidnapped or something, and they get kind of brainwashed. But you don't really like hear from them. But to hear him explain that like realization, like, oh, I can leave this apartment and I can like go outside and no one will know who I am and like I can just walk around. Like that was such an amazing story to hear. Yeah, and to and and it's exciting too. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like. For us, we, we get that rush sometimes, like, if you travel somewhere you've never been or you travel with someone new, like, it's exciting because every day is an adventure or whatever. But, like, these guys get it just by opening their front door. Right. And it is a whole new world that they know nothing about. And to me, it's kind of insane, like, how accessible that is. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's got to be kind of cool for them. It's like when they like a taste of it, it's it's just right over there. They they go to the park, and one of the brothers is like, "It's like it's 3D," and it's like, right? And it's like, no, it's it, it isn't like it's 3D. It is <laughs> it is three dimensional. Um, and they all wear sunglasses, and I think part of that is like they watch all these gangster movies, and it's like that's what the cool guys do, and you know, Usual Suspects. But also, it's like. They've never been outside. Like, the sun is bright. Yeah, no, there was, like, eventually, I think, they they get to the beach, and, like, they know to put on sunscreen, because they know, they're like, oh, we don't, like, do this. And I was like, yeah, like, you are going to burn to hell. (laughs) One of them jokes that they're, like, vampires is like, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, for real, though. But, like, I don't know, the one thing about me, like, staying inside for whatever amount of days is like I do need sunlight and for me that's like a crazy concept like that they did not have fresh air or feel the sun or the wind or anything that's nuts yeah yeah you know but it's also it's the fact that the thing that drives me crazy about it too is that like not only did they not feel all those things and not see all those things for many of them like they knew there was like they all knew there was an outside world Right? They all knew that there was something that was different about them and that other people lived in the real world. And that didn't drive them crazy, you know? Not having access to it. Yeah. Well, I think for a while you just deal with the situation, but it's like eventually they hit an age where they 
they did hit that point and they did right. do something about it. But I do think it was like good that they had so much self awareness of their not even like ignorance, but like naivete. I love that word. <laughs> but like they they knew that. You know what I mean? It's like they knew that there was some outside world that they knew nothing about and all they had were, you know, pulp fiction seemed to be a big one. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> And the Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, like that's what they yeah that's how they learned that there was they did the usual suspects and one kid did such an amazing impersonation um i forget what the name of the the actor is at the moment i'm gonna look it up fucking the guy in fargo um gonna have to edit this oh it wasn't usual suspects but one of them does a steve buscemi which is so perfect Dude, I know what you're talking about. Yes. No, they're talented. They are talented. Um, I think they're all fairly musically inclined, mm-hmm. but they're acting, they're costuming. I mean, they're they're solid at what they do. You want to know what the worst part of this movie was for me? Tell me. So, watching it, you know, watching these kids, obviously they are um, in some way emotionally uh, socially stunted, you know. They've, of course. They've been locked up. This kid breaks out, you know, quote-unquote breaks out, needs to find a job, and instantly becomes a production assistant, which is the only job I've ever had. And it's like, I went to four years of college. I've been a normally socialized individual for my entire life, but I have the same job as this kid who lived inside a closet for 18 years. That hurt. Yeah. It, It cut deep. No, I, I I know what you mean, because uh, I know that I probably couldn't just go out and get that job <clears throat> at this point either. Also, but I have, like, the same experience of just watching a hell of movies. Yeah. We all know saying. that one kid who watches it's a ton like, of movies yeah. is a little weird and then does yeah. way better than you in life. And I think that's these kids. Yeah. Although I have to say, I've noticed this about my my uh, socializing lately, just because, like, I'm definitely on that awkward side of things. But, like, I really do talk in a lot of movie quotes and a lot of TV references. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, when he was awkwardly just, like, polling the room on, like, who watches Breaking Bad? Oh, yeah, I love Breaking Bad. It's like, I do that shit, too. I'm like, who can connect with me on a TV show and, like, at least, like, you know, know that we're cool? Which is, like, so empty and nothing. But, like, that was his world. Like, that's all he was going to be able to relate to people on was what movies, what classic movies have you seen? Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, Teresa and I, yesterday, were at a wedding. Which is, for for someone like me who struggles with small talk, uh, Mm -hmm. is just about the worst environment you can be in. uh, Right. Because, like, you know wasn't my family's wedding so basically everyone is new to me uh, and you know oh, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of them were new to Teresa too but it was like hey let's talk about nothing for five minutes am I you know I'm avoiding eye contact I'm just like yup 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 <laughs> like like hands in pockets you know chin on chest like how good Jason I I had a couple really successful small talk moments and a couple really really unsuccessful uh, yeah. small talk moments yeah no I uh, I share your sentiments I sometimes don't know what to do and then there's a part of me that's like 
Do we know, we both know that we're just talking about the weather, right? Like, we both know that this conversation is, like, empty and a pointless amount right. of words, right? I talked to, <laughs> talk to this woman at the uh, at the wedding, and she's like, you know, oh, my son lives in Brooklyn. And it's like, okay, great. So what you're saying <laughs> is that I don't know you, I don't know your son, and your son lives somewhere that's, like, you know, 45 minutes away by train? What is our conversation? Like, what is the, what yeah. are we talking about here? I know, but we're so like cynical and over it that maybe Speak we just for like yourself. don't care. I'm super optimistic about a lot of things. Um, oh yeah. Particularly, I think someday I'll be good at small talk. That's what I think. Good for you, man. It's Thank good you. to have goals. Hey. Um. Shoot for the moon, even if you miss. Miss. You'll, you'll uh, land. Land amongst. Are you gonna make? Oh, were you making it funny? No, no, no. I'm ready for for the truth. Stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, watching them socialize and explore was, like, adorable. I loved watching them all get on the fucking train together. Yeah. I was like, look at you guys getting okay. on the train, figuring so that, out the train life. So, that is something, though, where I have been on the train for people's first train rides several times. Where, yeah, uh, because in New York, you see, first of all, you see strangers do it all the time, right? Where they get yeah. on and they're like kind of weirded out by the movement and the, the you know, the, yeah. when it stops, they always fall over. But I've also been there with friends and I hate it. Like, I hate those people so much. Like when you're, when your friends are the new people that haven't been on the subway? Yeah, I like actually. Oh no, super them. embarrassing. Yeah. No, I'm like, be cool. Be cool. They're like, we're standing. I know. Like, it's fine. Be cool. Grab something. Yeah, you're going to make it. Yeah, stop. I think these kids are probably cool about the whole thing. No, they seemed, again, like, there was an awareness to them. Like, I don't feel like, well, there was a lot of attention drawn to them anyway, because it's just like, like, the cast of Men in Black has just, like, (laughs) (laughs) entered the train. Right. Okay, here comes seven. For reference point, that's what they looked like. Here comes seven guys wearing, you know, black shades followed by cameraman and probably a microphone you know like who what the hell is this right uh, honestly my first reaction would be like oh shit they're gonna start singing and they want money um which they could make money oh yeah if they wanted to they're kind of cute like they're like friendly looking like they could be a boy band totally i think there's some girls Um, in there but that's okay their speech patterns voice Interesting. Yeah. Because not particularly regional to anywhere that I'm knowing. Did you? Okay, well, so hold on. Because I, I, I'm not sure about that. Because what I was hearing was like little patches of different accents. Where it'd be like, they'd speak in like a New York accent for a little bit and be like, you know, when, it, when he, was, he was always talking about like, we always eat lasagna and Italian food for Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know? And then, um, there'd be like British and he'd like he'd suddenly be in like a British accent and I was like wait a second like and I think what it is is like everything they know about the English language basically comes from the movies they watch yeah and their no, voices I think are a little patched together yeah yeah cause they definitely there were some moments where they were like deliberately talk cause like we all you know not maybe everyone. I feel like you and I probably do put on a voice every now and again and talk like a dumbass. But um Yeah. But it is definitely seeped into like their actual 
uh, voice and like their own little accent. And I feel like they all had a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like as much as I can't decipher them necessarily from their voices, like there were just little things in certain ones of them that just sounded so different, which was cool. Like this, this is the kind of documentary yeah. I watch, and like I really um, get excited for the documentarian. You know, because like yeah, as as like as exploitative as that is to say, like there's someone in that room with a camera, and they know they are getting gold right now, and they know they've struck gold, and they found oh yeah an amazing subject. Yeah. So how did? Because you were curious about this. So what? What's the deal? How did yes. she find out about this shut-in family? Right. So I looked her up on Wikipedia, uh, uh, and literally, she in 2010 she had just graduated from, or maybe not just graduated, but she she's a graduate of the New York School of Visual Arts. She was in the park. She saw six peculiar-looking siblings siblings uh, walking around. Oh, she wasn't in the park. Walking down First Avenue in Manhattan, uh, and she said hello. That's, That's amazing. They just became friends. They just became friends on the street. And it was like, oh my gosh, you guys are the fucking coolest, weirdest, strangest thing ever. Can I come make a documentary about your lives? And they were like, probably just over, you know, over the moon about the idea that someone wanted, that they were going to be in a movie. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, that must have literally been like a dream for them. And then like, the cool thing is too, is like, so now they're, they're in a movie. There is camera crew up in their lives. And at one point, one of them says, like, you are the first person that has been over, like, ever. Mm -hmm. So the first guest in your house is someone who's a complete stranger with a camera. Exactly. That is so trusting. But also for that documentarian, you wonder, like, I mean, if if, if there is a God, like, the way it worked is, like, she just walked up to these kids, and this was the first people she reached out to, and it's like, oh, my God, like, you guys are so cool, right? Like, let's make a movie about your lives. But, like, you, I I almost wonder, like, does she just go around looking for subjects, or did this just happen? Like, that's just so... Yeah. Random? Exciting? Totally. And... And I believe this documentary did quite well, like, when she started showing it. So, like, she definitely, yeah, so she definitely found something worth, worth talking about. Um, And I really actually liked the way that this documentary was shot, because Mm -hmm. the thing, I'm going to reference Grey Gardens. The, have you watched Grey Gardens? I have not. It's. It's a classic. It's it's good. It's hard to watch because it's so freaking raw. I mean, mm-hmm. it's literally just observational. There's no storyline really. It's just observing these people in their house. And it doesn't necessarily like go anywhere crazy. But I liked that she started this with doing just that. Like this is just their life. Like they're mm-hmm. talking about what's what's up. This is just them in their environment. And then, like, as it goes on, it does shape into the coming out, you know, coming of age story that is being told here. But, like, you don't necessarily know from the beginning that it's going to turn into that. Mm -hmm. Um, It could it could have just been like, you know, this is a family of nine people and they never leave their apartment and that's it. Right. Well, I think I think in doing that, she really did a good job of making it that it wasn't like it didn't feel exploitative you know what i mean like totally it, it didn't feel like we were watching a movie and like laughing at or gawking at these weirdos who lived in their apartment i really genuinely was interested in their success um 
Yeah. And I think that, and I think that's a huge part of it is that she started off by just like showing them, up, showing them to us. Um, I will say there's a really fucking freaky Halloween scene in it that <gasps> scared the crap out of me. Okay, I literally was re-watching this today while I was working from home, and I watched that scene, and I was like, I have to ask Jason about this, because they are reenacting a Halloween movie, and they're marching around in masks, and it's fine, I get it, but then they, like, light some straw situation on fire. On fire. It maybe was a cross, or maybe, I don't really know what it was, mm, but it was... I don't think a, so, that's the KKK. <laughs> No, no, no. What was it, though? They were reenacting a a movie, though. Were they? Whatever. Yeah. Well, that's... This song is from um, Nightmare Before Christmas, right? This is Halloween? I don't... You know, I'm so bad. I didn't know if it was from something more Halloween-y. Oh, man. Now I'm gonna look it up, and I'll edit it up so I sound smart. But I'm just saying, like... Yeah, it is. It's from, uh... It's from Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas? I don't think they they were just being. All right. Well, then they had this bundle of pretty giant bundle of hay i would say like probably two feet three feet yeah and they light it on fire and i freaked out yeah why do you look so okay with this first of all they were like you know they marched around like in a very demonic like cultish way Mm -hmm. i mean obviously this is halloween this is halloween like that's not like Satan music, it's Tim Burton music, although I would make an argument, but they walked sure, around sure. in a circle to that, and then listen, this thing on fire, and it was all dark and spooky, but where, that's, that's scary, but scary to me too is where are the fucking fire alarms? That's what I'm saying, like, I, that felt so unsafe, and I don't feel like either parent was present, so I'm like, okay, cool, this is just like a bunch of kids and this, you know, Bundle presumably, of hay. and, yeah, just like, chilling and then they're like stomping it out after and i just this i didn't a, quite understand what happened but i didn't it was uncomfortable this is a documentary that will make you question how well you know your neighbors because i don't know my neighbors at all and they could be doing this shit all the time and i have <laughs> right? no idea like how many of my neighbors have never left their apartments i mean i don't yeah you might have like some hoarder all over Porter the place. shut-in situation. Oh, of course. Yeah, there's someone's neighbor. I wouldn't <laughs> be thrilled. They sound like a loud apartment. They really do. They, I mean, they run around screaming and making gunshot noises all the time. No, also, thank you. Also, how do they stay so skinny and fit, all of them? Like, mm-hmm. what, kind of, well, what kind of exercises are they coming into? All right, I'm going to go ahead and say maybe they don't have the best nutrition. Uh, uh fair... But they're like, they're all small. They also never see the sun. I don't know. They all, they all are, on the smaller end. That was, a, I don't know. I, yeah. I overall like it was. That was a fun documentary for me. Maybe, yeah. Maybe fun's the wrong word, but I do mean fun. That it was, it was, it was informative, but in like a, but in a uh, interesting way. It was entertaining. Had a lot of emotion in it. Way yeah. up and down. Yeah, but ultimately, I think it doesn't leave you, like, heavy. It leaves you yeah. hope, hopeful, maybe, because, like, yeah. Right, well, and I'm, if you haven't seen it yet, I guess I maybe I won't spoil it or whatever, but it does end on, like, a pretty optimistic note, which I was, like, surprised by and, and happy with. Yeah. So. No. Good pick. Solid. 
Thank you. I, I saw it a little while ago and I it popped up in my brain and I was like, it's fun and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So what okay. do you uh what's on the books for next week, Jason? Yeah, so uh as you know, every uh eight weeks uh you don't pick and I don't pick, uh Teresa picks. So Oh good. So uh this week uh it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be heavy. We're gonna go we're gonna oh, go God. Uh, if it's dear, if it's dear Zachary, I it's can't. Not, it's, it's not that. Oh, heavy. thank God. Uh, <laughs> oh well, I mean, it, it's it's heavy. Uh, so it's thirteenth. It's a new doc. Hey, yeah. Uh, sorry to cut in, but it's not thirteenth next week. We already watched thirteenth. This is a little bit of a snafu in our system. Next week we are watching The Wolf Pack, available on Netflix. Um, sorry about that, me again. Uh, I, I screwed up again. No, we're not watching The Wolf Pack. Next week we're watching Amanda Knox, available on Netflix. Amanda Knox, thank uh, you. We're available you at uh, Tumblr, uh, postdocpodcast.tumblr.com. We'll always be available there because why the hell not? Um, yeah. we, who knows? We could have a Twitter or a Facebook page, but I don't know it right now, so I, I won't plug it. Um, yeah. Uh, any other things to discuss? I mean, I, I would say at this point in time, we also might already be sponsored by, by Casper, but I don't know. That's, but at this that point, really could be true. we could be. I would it say it's, be. it's almost a definite that we are sponsored by Casper. Yeah, no, so at this point, I would just like to say, you know, thank you to Casper Mattresses. Uh, please send us one. And that's all. Uh, so with that, I leave you with these words. Uh, of course, the kids loved The Dark Knight. They talk a lot about it, so I had to go with a, a Dark Don't Knight do quote. <laughs> Don't do it. You either die a documentary, or you live long enough to see yourself become the podcast. Yes. Wow. Could have been flipped, but I, I, that's the way I went. You did it great. I was hoping that it wasn't going to be a play on why so serious. So as why? long as that didn't happen, I don't know. Like, why so documentary? Good. Good. Uh, also, we'll a little Yoda in, in there. That was nice. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hop it. All right. See you soon.